This World Cup knockout stage edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SG. PN, let it ride. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Sean, we're here to talk about soccer. Yes, a lot of people are questioning our fitness, but we are 100% ready to break down all the action on the pitch. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk knockout stage. Obviously, the USA advanced as predicted. My 150 to one a long shot of the USA winning it all, Ryan, is alive and well. Uh, and uh, yeah, so my my favorite of Argentina also alive, and uh, yeah, ready to go. We did hit a sweet exacto with uh, the Netherlands and Senegal. So shout out to us. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be breaking it down. And uh, yeah, before we do that, shout out to WinBet. As always, bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Go to sportsgivingpockets.com slash WinBet. They got a ton of soccer action, including uh, the ability to build your own bet, AKA a same game parlay for the World Cup action. Make it super exciting. Sportsgivingpockets.com slash WinBet. Bet big, win bigger. Get that $100 free bet. I mean, if you're not, you are missing out. And as always, offer subjects to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Let's see 21 or older in president of the state. We're playing through him. That is available. If you or somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Joining us on the line from the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, he is Mr. Billy Bahate. What's up, Billy? How's it going? Yeah, it's going, it's going good. Just soccer every day, three games a day. It's going to be reducing now to, to two games a day for the next four days. But yeah. Um, difficult, difficult tournament to handicap for sure. It's exciting, but very, very difficult to, to handicap. I'll be, I'll be happy to come out of this without a, without a loss. Um, it, it's it's not it's not your normal um, it's not your normal tournament where I'm looking at uh, where I'm looking at all of these futures and waiting for them to cash. That, that, that's for sure. It, it feels a little bit like uh, got got a March Madness vibes. A lot of yeah. a lot of unsure things happened. Yeah, no, it does. It, it does seem like it's been a pretty big, uh, as far as the upsets, at least in some of these individual I mean, games. Japan won a group with Spain and Germany. Yeah, for example, it, was it? What's the, been the uh, the biggest upset? The thing that you were like watching the watching the World Cup? You're like, I did not see this coming. Yeah, I think for me, it still goes back to the the Argentina game where the where the world record was on the line. <laughs> and they and they lost that game to Saudi. Um, all the more surprising when you see 
that there was really no rhyme or reason for it because they they have come back. You can you know you could point to nervousness or the occasion got to them, but they got straight back on the bike and carried on playing the way they were coming into the tournament against two more difficult opponents. They they breezed past those games comfortably, so it really is the biggest anomaly. You won, you, you were undefeated for 36 games. You lost. <laughs> Maybe, you know, you can point to tournament pressure and everything that was on your shoulders. And obviously, you know, that that's um, co-signed by the fact that even, even punters came in and took this team from 11 to 1, where they were in, in a year ago, down to the plus 500 or plus 600, depending where you go, uh, second favourites. Definitely second favourites across the board, just dependent on price. So everybody was bought in. So you can look at that and go, oh, they put themselves under extreme pressure and they can't cope with it. But then they did cope with it. So that's why that pure anomaly, whereas, you know, when you look at Germany and you look at Belgium, they were consistently bad throughout the tournament. They consistently didn't know how to score goals, missed chances. Belgium didn't even create. So you looked at these two teams and they came to Qatar. They laid an egg, uh, Denmark as well, three teams that were very, very political, ironically, uh, trying to make <laughs> political gestures all going home. But, you know, you can't really point to any kind of, you know, refereeing decision or anything like that that went against them. I just feel that their minds weren't on what they should have been on. Um, so Argentina weren't that. So for me, that's still the standout. But obviously, there's upsets galore on a, on a daily basis. When you look at the the halftime in play of um, Japan qualifying being oh. um, 66 to 1, and um, and today, when you look at the the halftime line of Korea being twenty five to one, yeah, but these are the, these are two obviously massive things that happened in the last two days alone. Yeah, no, it it, it started out with that Argentina loss, and then yeah, there's well, just I been mean, crazy yesterday. CJ coming by the studio to record bottom line bombs uh, clearly was hoping for a different uh, outcome than <laughs> what was going on in the Japan uh, Japan Spain and and Germany. Uh, Taking I on mean, Costa Rica, the, it, it was the games happening at the same time in that third uh, game does create some added drama March because madness. it's like, yeah, it's like, hey, if this team gets one more goal, then this team has the goal differential, and they should, yeah, it, it does create some. Sean's getting into it. No, I I do think it's smart to play that third game because it adds to the uh, to already the the drama there. All right, what we're gonna do? We're gonna rapid fire. Let me, let me just say who yes. is collectively smart as a group, all three of us. Uh, when I look, when when I when I analyze the situation where we looked at inferior teams setting up with the low block, and we took first half unders, fifty three percent of the games haven't had a goal in the first half, and um, and that and obviously a halftime draw pays out a plus money. So obviously the the odds were reduced from where from where you may have been getting somewhere around plus one fifty to more like plus one twenty for most games now, but still that's fifty three percent at plus money for every single game. That's a winning. That's a winning trend. Yeah, and you know the first game, uh, first half unders ten five and one. And to Billy's point, there's some plus odds in there. Uh, shout out to Big Poppy Seed. He threw this out. If you bet every one unit on every first half under a half goal specifically, you would have finished twenty four and twenty four with a fifteen unit profit. Again, a lot of plus odds yeah. there. So. Uh, once again, the first, first half, half system unders. is it works. <laughs> it works across many sports, many different lands. It, it's beautiful. It unites everyone. Yes, uh, it's better yeah, than add, FIFA. Add that to our model, right? <laughs> we should. Rep we should. 
<laughs> we're doing a better job than FIFA at uniting the world with fir- through first bring half in, unders. Bringing peace and uh, getting people paid. All right, what we're gonna do? We're gonna go through the knockout uh, stage games real quick, and then close it out with the stuff on Saturday. Obviously, Netherlands, USA, Argentina, Australia uh, to close it out. But let's uh, jump ahead there to Sunday, France, Poland, uh, seven o'clock West Coast kick. I'm Poland coming in here as a as a massive dog. The uh the home team, I guess, would be oh wait, or no. Am I reading this? Who is the away team in this situation? Is it Poland then? Second team, yeah. Okay, so France is coming in as a uh they're the one no, seed. They won the group. Who is Poland was the two seed. Poland's the two seed. Yeah, so you got France as the technical one seed. Well, it just matters with colors, you know. That's well then I, okay, because it has home tie and away. Oh, I see. You're looking at odds that way. Yeah, yeah. Home is France. Okay. So France is minus three. So they're the top team here. Yes. Okay. The, uh, soccer does it backwards. So our brain is thought to look yes, to the right, is, right and bottom for home team. But in soccer land, <laughs> well, and it's a neutral it's field left, too. It's yeah. left and top. It's All right. everything's backwards. Uh, France. Did you uh, know they drive on the wrong side <laughs> of the road too? France minus three fifteen. Tie is plus four twenty five. Poland ten to one. Poland a bit of a surprise to make it out of the group. Uh just as far as advance, um, or no, sorry, draw no bet is France minus twelve fifty, Poland plus seven hundred. Uh what do you what do you like in this game, uh, Billy? Yeah, it's difficult when you have a team that are that short, especially when I, I, I don't think they've been wholly convincing, especially for world champions. Yeah. Um I think I think I think we saw the the, the real Poland when they come up against top top opponents in the last game against Argentina, um, they had the nil nil draw of Mexico. They they managed to beat Saudi Arabia, and this is what Poland notoriously do through qualifying campaigns. They beat teams beneath them, and um, and and they try and sit in against teams who are who are better than them. Um, they did that successfully in one of the games in their group for qualifying against England, but ultimately I don't think it's gonna, it's going to work here. I think once the game opens up, France seem to be conceding against everybody. It doesn't matter if it's like Australia or Tunisia; they've conceded in every in every game. Um, this is a trend that they that they bought into the tournament as well. So, this is this is a team who attack first and don't really think about defending, even though they should, because they have some of the best defenders in the world in the team, like Rafa Varane from Man United, for example. Kunde, who's just moved to Barcelona for massive money, so they should defend a lot better, but they don't. There's question marks over the, over the goalkeeper, who's well into his thirties now. Tottenham's Lloris. Um, maybe he's partially to to blame for this. Maybe he shouldn't be the keeper anymore. But you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna resolve that in the next 24 hours. So I still feel that both teams to score could provide some value, and perhaps tacking that onto the the money line the money line bet on France. If you can you can obviously build that out win bet as one of the features. So maybe that could be the way to go. Yeah, mm. both teams to score is yes plus 140. So you don't even really. I mean, you could. Put in the France money line as well, but I'll just take. Uh, yeah, I I just like both teams to score a plus one forty. That feels like minus. That's all you need to think about. I mean, we got to think about this. Minus six hundred. Are we talking about like ten and a half, eleven points on a Sunday? As far as what um, minus the money line, the advance line on France. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm just looking at this. Like, France that has been have, have they been that good? Do they deserve to be laying this many no, points? No, I, I don't. I don't think they deserve to be a massive favorite. I mean, both these teams. Poland ha- at Poland at ten to one to win in ninety minutes. No, 
Uh, I think with the way this tournament's been going, yeah, there's there's bound to be some shockers. And, so and the narrative, and both these teams, happy Germany's not in the tournament anymore. No, no? seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, your team, Billy, England, a minus one eighty five draw is plus two ninety, and then Senegal, a plus six fifty dog to win in ninety minutes. England, uh, what what was your take of England in the group stage? Obviously, we destroyed you with that awesome draw. <laughs> but uh, what else? What else was your takeaway from their first three games? It's a it's a difficult one because it, under under public, they, they they won the first game and everybody was everybody was rah rah, and then they and then they ended up with a draw against the US, and it wasn't really the. The fact that we draw with the US, it was the it was the manner of the draw where we were outshot by the US and USA were pushing for the win in the last thirty minutes and we decided to take the draw. Um, it's all very Gareth Southgate. It's all um, kind of the accusations that have been put on him. It's already coming off the back of the Euros where England went one 0 up against Italy after three minutes and decided to sit on that lead. They decided to stop pushing for goals and going for the jugular when when Italy were there for the taking. So. This is a criticism that's been fired at him and going um, defensive with 30 minutes to go against the US and taking a draw, it didn't help him at all in the media. So he kind of caved into that. And in the last game, we saw Rashford and Foden and Kane and and this, this, this entirely different team that the public have been asking for for two years. So I don't know what we're going to get here, whether we're going to see the same team or whether he's going to just go back to being his... Um, very pragmatic type coach that he is. So it's really difficult until you see this team sheet to know um, what what England are going to do. I feel that taking England on the money line and tacking on some sort of under, maybe not as low as under two and a half, but perhaps under three and a half, under four and a half is a pretty safe way to go because Senegal are going to do what they do. They're, They're going to sit in like they do against bigger teams. They're going to implement the same tactics that they did against the Dutch. That's how they're going to... I mean, against Ecuador was totally different because it was a must-win game. But when you look at how Senegal will approach this game, they will they will copy what they did against Holland, which is sitting deep. And again, your first half under angle comes in here. And it may be a consistent formula throughout covering these matches because you are having group winners against um, group runners-up. And there is still that uh, inferiority there. I mean, we saw Poland as a significant underdog Senegal are a significant underdog here. When you look at the qualification odds, not necessarily the three-way market. So yeah, they, they they will respect England. They respect all these Premier League players. They'll sit in. They'll make it difficult. They're going to be they're going to try and be physical with us because that that's that's their advantage. So yeah, it's going to be diff- it's going to be a difficult game. But I feel that if they go out with the same team, they'll pick this team apart, and an early goal will uh, change everything. But. I don't trust. I don't trust his manager. He's he's very negative. He's he he played as a defender for his career, so it, it's in, it's in him to be negative. So so if you do the win uh, bet, build your own bet. England uh, to win in ninety and under three and a half, you can get at minus one ten odds, hmm. which that feels right. that's pretty juicy. Getting it all the way up to three and a half. You can uh, you can play tie for so for the double the halftime full time. Halftime tie, full game. Uh, England is plus two fifty five. England first half. England second half is plus one forty. If you do think they get that early goal, but I mean to the point of the first half under, uh, to the point of Senegal hunkering down. If England doesn't do anything, tie going into the half. 
You then have England to win in 90 at plus 255, which, you know, not a lie betting savant, Sean, but that feels like a good price. Feels like value. No, yeah. I I, I, I like how Billy called him we as well. Yeah. That, that was nice. It's classic. He's I, looking I appreciate fit. that. And he's looking Fitness. fit in that, in that sweatshirt. Sean. Yeah, he's rocking the SGPN athletics gear uh, like that. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I like that. I like that parlay. Is this, England so this, money line, and then. Um, well, my big question is: This isn't when England chokes. <laughs> no, Philly. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Not here. Just simply okay. because um, I, I don't think the uh, the opponent has enough. I don't think they have enough dangers um, to to trouble us. Um, you know, in, in other games, they would they would they would possess an aerial threat. But I think that's where Maguire and Stones have things covered. I think when we come up against a team where we face some like real pace and some movement, like I, I fear, I fear for us um, when we if we if we come up against Kylian Mbappe, I expect we will uh, because I expect them to advance against Poland. Mbappe against uh, Harry Maguire is is a matchup that is very like intimidating. So I think I feel that could be the exit for England. All right, so what I've I'm just penciling this in, but France and England I've put into a advanced parlay so far. <laughs> Two in, we're moving on. Big time money line parlay. What's next, Sean? Yeah, you're. I, and by the way, with this with this hoodie, like I was being legit when I was doing my ad reads. I have soccer tops, and when they have like anything printed on them, it starts cracking. Yeah. Uh, you know, throughout the season, as you as you. That's why that's why soccer shirts only last like twelve months and they change them because if you wear you wash them enough times, they start cracking. This has survived. About thirty washes over the last two years, oh, and it's not got. It looks like I just got it out of the packet today. Like it's, <sighs> it's, 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 it's a survive at this top. Like it doesn't, it doesn't wear at all. That, that was a different oh. thing that I wanted to that I put into all my reads because I have some old SGP stuff, and I can just roll it out. And just put it on, and it doesn't look off Sh- at all. Sean is beaming right now at this promotion. Love, love, a, love a good natural plug there by uh, Billy. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> and watch out for Poland, uh, Ryan. I know really? you have France advancing. This Polish team is scrappy. You're a comedian. Is this a joke? I'm not. No. I'm not up to speed on the no, new Polish no. humor. I, I <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of Polish jokes, Ryan. How many Polacks does team, it take to win a soccer game? <laughs> that team they're trotting out on the pitch. <laughs> eleven, eleven guys playing. Yeah, they're going to play with ten. Japan, Croatia. They square off Monday morning, a 7 a.m. West Coast kick. Japan plus 285, tie, aka draw 225. Croatia plus 110. This one's kind of interesting, Billy. A little bit more of a toss-up. Uh Japan did win the group, right? And and yeah. so that's interesting that they're the dog, even though they won the group. Do does their momentum carry them against a win uh versus Croatia? Yeah, Croatia haven't looked great other than when um, Canada's legs went and they were able to extend the lead. As Canada as Canada were chasing that game, um, Croatia were, were able to pick them off, which is surprising because Croatia have the one of the oldest average ages of the tournament. Like this, when we talk about Belgium, when we looked at Croatia versus Belgium playing in that in that deciding game as to who would go through in second place, it was very much a case of a lot of top, top names playing in their final World Cup, like Kevin De Bruyne, Luka Modric, two of the best midfielders over the last decade, um, playing playing in that game. Only one of them was going to advance. So Croatia in a similar situation to Belgium. They don't get the golden generation tag, but they were the World Cup finalists last time. But they haven't looked convincing at all. And if there is going to be, there's a, there's a few upsets, but this is one that I actually like because when we're looking at um, how Spain 
almost, I feel, d- deliberately tried to, um, with the team that they picked and everything, they were quite happy to finish second in the group and um, avoid and avoid Croatia. Now they go and play Morocco and Japan end up playing Croatia, um, who seemingly Spain wanted to avoid. And Croatia are probably looking at this and thinking they also avoid Spain. But this Japan team, they run and run and run and run and run. And they've had the legs over these European players. Now, don't forget, in order to get this World Cup in, the top European players, they went Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, all the way from August to here. So in the 70-minute mark, you know, if Japan is still in it, just ask Spain and just ask Germany. They can win the game. So if they can, if they can keep things tight, get that first half under, get it to nil-nil, and then have more legs than this than this team who have the highest average age in the tournament, then Japan definitely have a chance of winning this game. And this isn't about names on the team sheet because, you know, we look a lot, I sometimes make the mistake of looking a lot at combined 11s and looking at this and going, okay, there isn't any Japanese players that are going to play for Croatia. But when you look at the situation, when you look at where the game's being played, the kickoff time, the, the season that the Croatian players have had, um, and the way that Japan have had the legs... In, in all of their games, like there's a real chance that they could win this if they if they can hang in, if they can hang around and still be in it in the last hour. I'm in glad. The last half I love that Billy said this because th- this was one of the angles I have, Sean. Hmm. Japan to win in extra time. So let's say all of what Billy just said happens. They play a grueling game. Japan, uh, they they play to some sort of draw. Croatia legs are getting tired at the end. Japan wins in extra time is fifteen to one. Really? Fifteen to one. All right, I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm with Billy. I like Japan, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little safer. I'm just gonna take Japan to advance at plus one fifty. But I like your I like your long shot. Small dog, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) But Billy, so you think? uh, Sorry, do you think it's more likely? Do you like? Do you like getting the extra odds on them at plus two ninety in ninety minutes, or do you play it safer with the just advance line? I think it's just advanced line because I think when we get to, if we can get to that extra 30 minute period, I mean, the, the advantage Croatia need to win this game, in my opinion, in the first 60 minutes, that, that, that that's their chance to outplay. They're going to make Japan run. They're going to dominate ball possession, but France have already, uh, sorry, Japan have already won again, won two games where they didn't have any of the ball. So they're, they're happy to like chase it around and, and run all these kilometers and they've still got stuff in the tank in the last 30 minutes. So I like Japan in the last 30 minutes of the game. And then I definitely like them. I definitely like getting that extended period as well. Like Kramer just mentioned. And, 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 I, I, and we, for our uh, American audience, kilometers is uh, miles yeah, in yeah, English. That's, uh, <laughs> we we were watching that game against Spain and it was like, guy, you feel bad for this Japan team. The whole first half they're chasing them around. And to Billy's point uh, within 10 minutes of the second half with still no real possession, they score two goals, take the lead. So no. And uh, yeah, I mean they they their fitness seems pretty high. Uh, moving well, the most crazy about that is that was the rotated Spain team that most of those players haven't kicked the ball in the tournament yet. So it still shows that yeah, you may not have played games at this tournament in the last three or four days, but the season is grueling to cram in the to cram in twenty plus games between August and um, August and November. It's, it's crazy. Like I mean, NFL players can cope with that. <laughs> it's a fair point, we, but we, also we, we don't we, we don't even have the term banged up in soccer. It's an it's an it's an American term. Oh, like shots it fired! Exist. 
Oh no, Sean! I I would guess I think Derrick Henry could survive twenty soccer games, but that's just me. (laughs) Uh, Brazil, South Korea. This, uh, I I mean, Brazil coming in as you'd expect a a pretty massive favorite against the um, South Koreans, and the uh, line reflects it. Brazil minus four hundred draw line plus five hundred. South Korea plus. 1200 and then Brazil to advance minus 800 South Korea plus 550. I, I don't know. Is there any, does South Korea have any chance here or is there like a, uh, you know, both teams, the score bet you like here, both teams, the scores plus 140. What's it, what's the interesting way to bet this? I think Brazil and both teams to score. No, not instead of yes, because oh, okay. I feel that, um, I feel I feel this this Brazil have only conceded their first goal today. When they had their proper midfield in with with Casemiro of Man United in there, and and Fred uh, and their and their proper backline, which is Thiago Silva and Marquinhos, uh, they didn't they didn't concede a single shot on target. There hasn't been a shot on target at the Brazil goal until until today, where they where they changed nine players. So I feel we get back to that. Um, they're going to dominate the ball. Um, one other way of looking at this could be something that's been consistent in every Brazil game is the halftime draw because it is taking them time to break down organized teams. Um, it, it happened against Serbia and Switzerland, and today was a halftime draw as well, but they ended up losing. So, yeah, that could be another way to enhance your profit because Korea could get in halftime level. But their tactics here are going to be let's sit in, let's, let's be defensive, let's look for a, a counterattack or a corner or, or something of that nature. But Brazil will break through with the, with the first team there. When, when all the top players are playing, they'll, they'll break through and they'll, they'll win without conceding a goal. This will be one nil, two nil, three nil, something like that. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I mean, I think I just heard I'm putting Brazil. I'm going to add Brazil into the parlay with France and England. So now we're up to France, England, Brazil, <laughs> all to advance. Chalky favorites. What could go wrong? I'm just, I'm just, no, this I'm one, just a listener. Of the favorites, this one uh, seems the most obvious, and I, I think Billy, I, I do like his case for both teams to score. No, you, if you bet that uh, individually, that's minus one seventy-five over at Win Bet, and uh, halftime tie. Uh, that could be. That's a pretty good price as well. So, uh, and they and narrowly avoided a game I don't think they wanted because Uruguay. Would have given Brazil a much harder game. They would have given them a, a horrible game. It's a familiar, it's a familiar opponent as well, um, who would have who would have kicked you and and pulled you and and just basically, you know, just just played just played dirty like um, Uruguay are known as as a dirty team. But within that, there's also more dangers when you're looking at the likes of um, Darwin Nunes and Valverde. Um, and, and even like you know, there's still there's still magic. There would still be magic in, in in Suarez's boots in a moment. He may not be as quick as he was or as fit as he was or whatever, but he can still produce. So you don't have those match winners now. You have hard working Korean players. Yeah, you have Song of Tottenham, but you know you can't rely on him solely, especially because he's coming into the uh, into the tournament with a facial injury and hasn't really done that much. I think just his presence on the field. His motivation for Korea, something that um, Senegal are missing when they lost Sadio Mane, which is their, you know, their biggest player. Son's actually turned up to the tournament despite not looking 100%. But it's just motivational for him to be there. But, you know, you're looking at one match winner compared to what you could have faced with Uruguay. So I think they'll be thankful to get this game. And, uh, yeah, they'll go through. I, 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 I 
trying to find as much reasoning for for dogs as I can, but I think this is unreasonable to to try and make a case here. I don't think there is one. Halftime draw. I I got the price there plus one fifty five. So I I like that and the uh, and South Korea not to score, or you can just say both teams not to score. Maybe South Korea shuts out Brazil. I mean, that's a great that's a great price for something that's happened in every game. Yeah, so far. I'm on board. Morocco versus Spain. Morocco plus fifty five, or sorry, plus five fifty. Draw plus two ninety. Spain minus one seventy five. I mean, Billy, I'm I'm a TMZ soccer guy. You know, just get the headlines here. But I I, I don't know what I've seen out of Spain that would warrant them being this big of a favorite against a scrappy Moroccan team. What am I What am I missing here? Do you like the favorite, or does Morocco have a chance? No, I, I, this is this is my favorite underdog of the round. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, Let's go. Re- dog. Uh, re- re- reason being simply because so Spain Spain are favoured because obviously they started with that massive win against Costa Rica, um, smash. I can't remember if it was seven or eight nil. Um, seven, but it it was it was seven or eight nil. Um, so yeah, they, they smashed Costa Rica in their opening game. They then had a one-all draw against Germany, and then they rotated their whole team. Now, there's a lot of belief that that was done with this bracket in mind because they now drop into this bracket where they play Morocco. They face the winner of the of the Portugal game because Portugal are now playing Switzerland. So they've completely avoided Brazil and they've also avoided Croatia. But I, historically, when you do stuff like this, if they have, in fact, done that, I mean, team selection alone tells you that they that they didn't care about that last game oh, against yeah. Japan. So, team selection alone, when you change your entire team and you know you put yourself in this position and you think you have an easier game, sometimes it does bite you in the ass. In my opinion, if I was Spain, you knock Croatia out of Euro 2020. Croatia are a team who like to dominate the ball and the possession. Spain are a team who do that too, but they're younger technically better and have better players. So in Croatia, you would have been playing a worse version of yourself. And if you want to win this tournament, you need to play all the teams anyway. I'd rather play Brazil in a quarterfinal rather than playing them in a World Cup final where every neutral has who already has tickets for the final is all supporting Brazil because it's just a cooler thing to do. So I would rather try and knock Brazil out early. But they've taken this route be it on purpose or not. And they're coming up against a Morocco team who've only conceded one goal. That was via goalkeeper blunder. They managed to sit in and get a draw against Croatia. They've already beaten Belgium, which is the result that ultimately knocked them out. And they're a very, very hard team to break down. So now they're coming up against a more physical team. And Spain have notoriously struggled against teams that sit in, make themselves difficult to break down, are physical. And because they don't have that outlet like they don't have a player like Lewandowski or Erling Haaland or Ronaldo at his peak where you can say okay this isn't working we can't break this team down let's start peppering the ball into the box so you know that the the striker can get the header or we can put balls in like they don't play that direct style they're going to continue to pass 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 to try and break this team down and Belgium couldn't break this team down and Croatia couldn't break this team down so I don't think this is a good draw for Spain. Like, I, I don't think that, like, playing to, if they, they did do that at all, trying to be in this half of the draw, I don't I think, don't think that's a wise move. I think this is a very difficult game against a very organized team who have only conceded one goal so far. 
And yeah, I, I feel that this could be the dog of the round if um, if there is one. This this is the one I would. Bet. Yeah, all in on Morocco. Spain, notoriously soft uh, program, as Colby would call it. Uh, also, Spain once colonized Morocco, and oh. as Alexi Lalas pointed out on one of the post game shows, probably after the U.S. victory or pre- the pregame show for the uh, Iran game. Uh, sometimes you run into emotions you don't expect because you're just in your own box and you might not understand that the, that dynamic. the Iranians fucking hate the United <laughs> States players or that Moroccan players don't like Spanish, whatever it is. Uh, this, this is an absolute narrative spot too, Sean, because this Spanish game, when you, what do you do? What happens to a team when they finagle with their playoff seating? Oh, I mean, Morocco has bulletin board material. There's just a photo of, Oh, you wanted to play. Yeah. Oh, you, you want, you thought like you we came were down injured? here and took our land. You cut. <laughs> oh man. If I was the coach, this, I, the pregame speech, you could be epic. Oh, 100% what, in I, I like. So I saw, and maybe they'll come out. Uh, I I could have sworn at some point I saw where you could bet on like there to be a goal in the first X minutes. I feel like I like this game for Morocco to come out and randomly get a goal right Plus away. Plus five fifty in ninety minutes. That that feels like super fun. I'm gonna write this one. Down, Great way man. to start the Tuesday morning off. Uh, last game, and then we're gonna get to what's USA. The, uh, what's the under on this, Sean? Just out, just out of interest. Oh yeah, what's let me the, see the under, um, under two and a half on this game. Uh, it's the total goals. I mean, you can play two and a half over plus one twenty five, under one fifty five is what I'm seeing. Yep. Okay. Do you like you got to play on the total, or you just sounds yeah, like yeah under. I think I think I think under. I think yeah. it very. This is a this is a this is going to have a definitive pattern of play. Um, they've already played this opponent twice, essentially. Uh, Belgium and Croatia. Will both be dominating the ball, and we're trying to break this team down. And Belgium scored no goals, and Croatia scored no goals. So, yeah, this this is this is a much more difficult game than people think it is. Um, I, I mean, it, they, I mean, they shouldn't think it's not because they just won the group with those two teams in it. They were the third favourites to win that group, and they were only narrowly third favourites ahead of Canada. So, so yeah, I mean, this 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 is a this is a dangerous team. I wouldn't want to play them. All right, uh, another game on uh, Tuesday, and then we'll get, we're going to get to the Saturday games, including USA versus Netherlands, Portugal versus Switzerland. Um, this one's kind of interestingly priced. Portugal minus one fifteen draw is plus two forty five. Switzerland plus three sixty. As far as the price to advance, Portugal a decent favorite here, minus two twenty five. Switzerland a plus one eighty dog. Uh, what do you like here, Billy? This seems like it should be a little bit closer than some of these other games. Yeah, it is because Switzerland have just come through the group with Brazil in it with two wins. They've just beaten Serbia. Serbia are the team who topped Portugal's qualification group, which is why Portugal had to go for a playoff. So Serbia already beat Portugal. And Switzerland are also a team who knocked France out of the Euros last year. So this is a team that no tournament football, um, no superstars, but a lot of players that turn up for tournaments. Um, they've got Xhaka of Arsenal who's having a good season. Um, Shakiri, he seems to disappear for the whole club season and then turns up for World Cups and European Championships, scored again today. So, yeah, this, this is a dangerous team. And again, Portugal, like Brazil, like Spain, they're in that situation where they'd won the group. They, they didn't give any consideration to anyone else's situation. They completely rotated their whole team. And um, today, they, today they lost. For me, I, 
you're at this tournament, like, yeah, make three or four changes, utilize your squad. But I think all these teams making nine, 10 changes, your momentum's gone. Like, I don't understand why you make that momentum change. Like, you, you now go into this game with a loss. It doesn't seem to make any sense. Whereas Switzerland, they come into it off the back of, um, you know, off the back of a big win. Like, you know, it was a deciding game. Um, they were they were narrowly, narrowly beaten by Brazil. They'll even have confidence from a loss against Brazil because yeah. that was a that was a narrow one 0 win where Brazil had to score a great goal to to beat them. So yeah, this is going to be this is going to be difficult for Portugal. Um, I'm not sure how to really bet this game. Um, I would definitely not be looking at Portugal at those at those short odds either on the money line or to qualify. Um, just because I, I just don't like anybody that decided to decided to sit people and ended up losing. I, I don't think that that sense that's that's a good way to go into these games. Yeah, it's the rest versus rust thing. I mean, I, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't know if I'm. I'm maybe you, you take Portugal to win in penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or you just play the draw plus two forty five. That, that's kind of fun. I'll toss uh, that out. Sean, I'm going to cut that. Sean saying that betting a draw will be fun. <laughs> no, I. I'm well, you can take. It, there might be a line there for the um, for Switzerland plus one on the Asian handicap line, uh, but it may be juicy. I'm not sure. That means that you only lose if they get beaten by two. Uh, but I, I'm sure it will be juiced. Or you can take maybe Switzerland plus a half, which means they won't get beaten in 90 minutes. There could be another way to bet it, but uh, that that definitely won't be juiced because obviously that. That has to contrast to the money line price, so that that will be a plus money selection. But plus one, there'll be some juice on that, but it, it could be worth taking because I don't think Portugal are beating this team by by two goals. S- Switzerland plus one, you'd have to lay one eighty. That's juicy, isn't it? It's, it, 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 it's too juicy for it's too it's juicy a, for this <laughs> pub. Uh, it's insurance. I mean, you're basically just getting a lot of insurance against. Uh, a one goal loss. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Switzerland I, minus a half plus three forty. All right, now we're talking. That's what. I, oh. hey. Switzerland minus one and a half plus eleven hundred. Let's go. You know what the ultimate plus money situation is? Rocket money. That's right. Taking away all your wasted subscriptions. Think of how many things you sign up for. Give them your credit card. Hey, free trial. Next thing you know, you're getting billed four ninety nine, five ninety nine, seven ninety nine a month. It adds. Up and uh, canceling all those things can add up to a ton of savings. Uh, most people spend around or think they spend around eighty dollars a month in subscriptions. Really, it's oh, it's two hundred dollars plus. There are tons of things you're paying for on a subscription that you're not using. I mean, maybe you sign up for a jerky of the month club or some wine of the month club, and you forget to send it back. I know Colby still gets twelve CDs for a, a penny. So whatever it is. Uh, cancel those unnecessary subscriptions. Rocket makes it rocket money makes it super easy to cancel. All you got to do to get started is go to rocketmoney.com slash SGPN. You can save hundreds, if not thousands a year, rocketmoney.com slash SGPN cancel all your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash SGPN get into the Saturday games. We got Argentina or Argent <laughs> Argentina. <laughs> Threw an extra I N in there. Uh, Argentina versus Australia. Australia 
kind of shocking the world here to advance. They were going nuts. Uh, shout out to all the uh, listeners down under. That was a really uh, fun win for them and a fun. Hell I yeah. mean, for me, it's like Australia won their Super Bowl. Argentina <laughs> probably going to cruise here. Uh, the three way line is Argentina minus 475, draw plus 600, Australia plus 1300. To advance, uh, Argentina is minus 1100, Woo. Australia plus 650. What do you like here, Billy? Yes, yeah, a similar cap to really the Brazil the Brazil game. Um, Arge- Argentina again, they they they've gone in at half time. Apart from in the Saudi game, which they were winning, uh, they went in level against the poles and they went in level against Mexico as well, and really turned it up in the second half. Never looked in any danger in those games at all, but it but it was they were finding it difficult to break teams down. Obviously, everybody's aware of Messi. Everybody's going to put two players on him, so it's difficult for him to to you know, to, to get free and, and do things in this tournament. Like he received a lot of criticism for his world cup record and things he's done in the world cup, but everybody knows who he is and he plays in a different role for, for Argentina. So when he comes in behind the strikers in front of that midfield, um, it's easier, it's easier to pick him up when you have two midfielders going to, but it, it should release other players. And the difference, as I, as I said, when we, when we started this tournament, he now has those players who can carry the load. We saw Julian Alvarez of, of Manchester City coming into the team and scoring. He did a better job than Latara Martinez. So yeah, he's surrounded by by players who can uh, who can do things when he's double marked. He's also got a um, a solid defence. You know, you can bring players in and out of that back line. Uh, Australia don't really carry much goal threat. Um, they managed to win against Tunisia, which was an upset. And uh, Denmark dominated them, and they managed to score one goal in the counter attack while Denmark were chasing the game. They're the luckiest two-win team to be here. So I don't think they're going to do much here. I think you're really looking for how Argentina qualify. Um, I don't think Australia score. So Argentina to nil or Argentina, both teams to score no, much like Brazil. Possibly a draw at halftime if Australia can can navigate the first 45 minutes. Um, no. Billy. Billy. They, lost, yeah, oh, there you go. Lost you for a second. Are you there, Billy? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, we're yeah. good. All right. So yeah, Australia and uh, All right. So real quick, I did add them to the part France, England, Brazil, <laughs> and Argentina now. That is a hell of a parlay. I mean, this to me is is a very simple uh simple win. Build your own bet. Argentina on the three weights, so to win in ninety okay. and both teams to score no. Okay, yeah. You're laying some juice, but it's not crazy. It's only minus one sixty. To me, that okay. feels like a good way to bet this. As much as I love Australia, this felt like getting here was their Super Bowl, and it's a good time to fade them. It felt like some Gatorade was spilt. Yes, uh, in the in the proverbial Gatorade. Um, is that is there more or less on under three and a half instead of the uh, both teams to score no? Like with the under three and a half because they, they haven't Argentina haven't been prolific yet. Like they haven't put four or five in, and I don't see them doing it here. Under, oh, so yeah, you're so you're saying instead of doing uh, no, no, your price is better under three and a half. Well, are you saying parlaying it to under? Yeah, so if you parlay Argentina and under three and a half, that's only minus one twenty five. All go. right, so there we go. That's the way to play. Which, funny enough, Sean, that is also the price of the money line parlay: the France, England, oh, really? Brazil, Argentina, all to advance <laughs> minus one twenty five. Oh, what no! could possibly go wrong? What could possibly? I, I wrote go it wrong. down. It's happening. Uh, yeah, that no, that's a fun one because and I mean, I guess if Brazil wins four zero, you're screwed. But other than that, or no. 
But you're even covered. You're even covered if sorry, yeah. It, uh, you're even covered if Argentina wins two one. If yeah. so, I like that the best out of those uh, that we gave out. So yeah, good call on that, Billy. Uh, final game that we will be discussing in the knockout stage. Last one we haven't talked about. USA squaring off against the hated Netherlands uh, on the ninety-minute line. Netherlands minus one ten draw plus two thirty-five. USA plus three fifty in ninety minutes. Uh, for me, it's simple handicap. USA gets it done. They get it done one nil. Because uh, and if they are going to win, it's probably is going to be something like that. So I like USA in ninety minutes at plus three fifty. I also do like the the exact outcome, and you can get that uh, USA one nothing at like plus nine fifty. Um, so that's a fun way to play it as well. But Billy, you're the impartial observer. What do you like in this USA Netherlands handicap? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate anything you just said, actually. Um, oh wow! Okay. Because, because, um, I, I mean, my, my, my lock play for this game will be to take the under two and a half goals. I don't think there's going to be three goals here. Um, USA so far in this tournament have only scored two, but all of their games have gone under. Um, they, they haven't looked like conceding a goal from open play. The only goal that they conceded was a penalty from Gareth Bale. So this team are set up well. They're defensively organised. They're they're running they're running a, a, a they're running a hard, I can't say kilometers um, because, because <laughs> no it's funny it yeah <laughs> no we know we know kilometers it's just well, Sean, Sean, yeah. Sean just they're, <laughs> yeah, they're they're, cover, they're they're covering great distances because obviously <laughs> this is a very young team who not a lot of people were including myself were not expecting them to mature until 2026 I mean and 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 to have a real run in 2026 I was looking at. Um, Pulisic moving to a club that plays him every week because he's he's not playing regularly at Chelsea. If he can get regular football and you can bring some people in, particularly a number nine, um, then USA will have a serious team. I mean, if, if Haaland, if Erling Haaland was American, then USA would be challenging for this World Cup now because they're, they're so well organized and they're and they're doing everything that these that these teams like Korea and Japan are doing. Like USA are doing everything that, that they're doing in terms of why they're here. They're just outworking their opponents. With this Dutch team, they haven't looked overly impressive so far. Yeah, they beat uh, Qatar. And yeah, they ended up breaking through uh, Senegal, who ended up setting up with a low block. But against Ecuador at times, they were, they were dominated for periods in that game, which was surprising and worrying for people to see. The one stat that stands out, though, is that Louis van Gaal is unbeaten in the World Cup. He's already got to the World Cup semi-final and lost it on penalties. So that's graded as a draw on his record. So he's already been to one World Cup semi-final. He's now navigated three group games as well. So he's unbeaten in 10. So this team are difficult to beat under Van Hal. In fact, since he's retaken over the job, because he was the manager back in 2014, since he's retaken over the job, he hasn't lost the game either. And he's gotten them through to the Nations League semi-final. So there is a possibility that they, they coasted through what was an easy group. But, you know, it, it doesn't mean that, that necessarily that you can just step up the gears because I wouldn't say the Netherlands are, are any better than England. And England really struggled against the U.S. When, when U.S. are playing this high-intensity football and they're organized, this is going to be a difficult game. It's going to be decided, I think, by, by one goal. Perhaps even that goal doesn't even come in a 90-minute period. Um, I'm, I'm all over the under, I'm all over the first half under. I'm even on, on, on the possibility of this one going to extra time. Um, the, the one, the one worry I have, in contrast to what you what you gave out, or I think you gave out patriotically rather than 
rather than logically, um, <laughs> is that the the quality lies with Holland. So in in a scrappy game, you're looking at Cody Gakpo, you're looking at um, you're looking at Memphis Depay, you're looking at these types of players who can win the game. You're looking at a corner maybe when they can send up somebody like Van Dijk to to get on the end of it. So there are a lot more dangers in the Dutch team where they can win when they're playing badly. Um, in fact, they've won two games. Where they, in this tournament where they haven't even played well, so that that's that's the main problem. So, I would I would lean on Holland to, to to qualify here, but there's there's loads of ways that you can bet this as a as a USA fan. You could bet on the draw. You could take USA plus one, USA double chance under two and a half goals, maybe even under two goals um, because you know that pushes. If there's two goals, you only lose if there's three. I don't see three. I see a very definitive pattern of play here where USA are very, very difficult to break down. And in periods, um, they, they they go for it like they did against England. And um, Holland have to do more defending than they have done so far in the tournament other than the Ecuador game. Sean, did you know this is the only knockout round game between teams that are undefeated? Really? Really. Wow. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, yeah. So look, I think Billy kind of stole stole the thunder. He's the 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 Dutch coach has never lost, as as we uh, you put it, uh, wood shoes and tulips. I think uh, USA win. Like the the patriotic angle is USA wins in penalties, plus oh, eight hundred. Okay. USA wins in extra time is plus sixteen hundred. But I think the penalties is the way to go. They scrap out a draw all the way to the end. Then talent gets distilled to nothing. And what is what is the win in penalties? Plus eight hundred. Okay. Are we writing that down? Uh, I like I like one zero at uh, ten to one, and then also give me USA in ninety and under two and a half. That you can get at plus five seventy five. So I might hit both, right? Yeah, I I I I may go one zero both ways, and also have the the nil nil as well. That'll be a fun. Watch for you guys, but yeah, I mean, the, the zero zero is a very possibility. Definitely, I think definitely getting into halftime. I don't think anybody's really going to go up the gears in the first forty-five minutes. I don't. I just can't see the Dutch breaking the USA down in the first forty-five minutes. It, I, they, they've been so difficult to score against so far. Um, England, I mean, England barely created anything, um, which which are, and they're supposed to be a better team on paper than this Holland team. So. So yeah, I think the first forty-five minutes definitely no goals is is a good way to go here. Well, let, let's just hope we have another hero who's willing to put his dick on the line for America, <laughs> right? Uh, yes. Who are that? Why is that kid uh, Renya not playing? The manager just hates him. What are we missing here? Isn't he supposed to be really good? Yeah, I think I think it's just about balance. I I think when you when you have players in the players in certain positions and and they're willing to track back and do a little bit more of the work. For me, this is more of like a, a pragmatic team. I mean they definitely need a nine. If they if they if they had a nine, like I said, if they had a Lewandowski Holland, somebody to actually put a ball in the back of the net, this team would be a lot more dangerous. I mean they're missing so many chances per game. Um and then that's what makes them dangerous here because suddenly like something could find its way in the back of the net. And then and then Holland are chasing the game against the team. Of having conceded goals, so I'm really surprised by how organised the USA are. When you look at all of these young players, and you look at you know when they're really supposed to make their run in 2026, you, you know I, I didn't expect them to be. I expected them to be more erratic than this, and to be involved in more like end-to-end games. But for them to be this organised, and obviously the hard work inside of it's not a surprise because they've they've got a lot of young players. 
who have European experience. But yeah, this is a this is a big surprise for me, and they're they're dangerous. I wouldn't want to play them. I don't. Yeah. I mean, we already did, and it, it wasn't a good result for us. So it sounds like Billy a little bit just uh, validated the Kadarius Tony bit with Rania. He's not willing to be a hard worker. He's not willing to commit. He's not he's not willing to work back on defense and maybe that's why he's not finding the field. That could be it. Uh Billy, before we let you go, any futures you think are worth jumping in now that we've seen, you know, a bit of uh now that we've seen a little bit of the tournament. Anything you know, teams to win, uh teams to I don't know, get to the uh, get to the get to the finals. Anything jumping out at you right now? I I think on um, I think there's less. You know the the other side that everybody wanted to be on. Um, I feel there could be more upsets there. I feel like France's game is more dangerous. Uh, England's game is slightly dangerous. Portugal's game is dangerous. Whereas on the other side, I don't see past Brazil and Argentina. I do believe they're on a collision course. So I mean, continually backing them to advance, just parlaying on top of each, on top and on top and on top. And so I'm, all, I'm always explaining to people how parlay works. It's just basically one bet, and then taking everything from it, the winnings and the stake, and then just putting it back on and on. So if you do that four times till you get to the semi-final, that could be a way to go. Or you could just take the Brazil to reach the semis and Argentina to reach the the semis. But I think both those selections will be juiced considerably at this point. Uh, I do I do think that they'll end up playing each other. Uh, I just don't see dangerous opponents on, the, on that side. Um, you know, when you're looking at uh, Croatia, Japan, whoever comes out of that will, I think, will ultimately end up losing to... Um, losing to Brazil. So, yeah, and, and, and when you're looking at the Holland and, Holland and USA, um, USA, obviously, as I said, set up very well, organised, and, and, and Holland don't seem to lose under, under Van Hal. But if you offered that to Brazil and Argentina at the start of the tournament and said, hey, you got to get past Croatia, Japan, USA, or Holland, and you're in the World Cup semifinals yeah. before you play each other, they would have definitely taken it. <laughs> yeah. So that, that so that, that that's the draw side of the draw that everybody wanted to avoid. And I feel that Brazil and Argentina uh, Brazil and Argentina will get there. On the other side, I, I think it's a lot more susceptible to upsets. There's no guarantees England are gonna be there or France are gonna be there. I mean in, England, France, and Spain, Portugal is supposed to be your projected set, uh, quarterfinals. With um, they're two rivalry games: England, neighbor France. We don't like France. France don't like us. And Spain and Portugal, they're right next to each other as well. They, they don't like each other either. So you you want those games to happen, but they won't. One of them won't happen. Sean, all right. So just real quick to recap: I took notes. I was scribing the entire episode. This is what we're gonna invest in. Okay. First half unders for every game. Brazil first half plus no score. I didn't write down the price, but it was nice. Oh, Brazil uh, tie at halftime is plus one fifty five. It was uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Was zero zero tie specifically. Oh, okay. I didn't I, look I, that one up. I don't think we wrote the price. Japan plus fifteen hundred win an extra time. Japan Ooh. advance plus one fifty. Like that. Morocco. Uh, plus five fifty to advance in ninety. We also like to be under yes, in that. One. Argentina in ninety plus under three and a half at minus one twenty five. Something Sean gave out. Uh, the USA and penalties was mine at plus eight hundred. Sean liked the USA to win in ninety under two and a half plus five sixty. I think you said USA won nothing ten to one. 
Billy just recommended that you mechanical parlay the Argentina Brazil games all the way till they meet each other. Yeah, that, that which I I uh, that I like that. It is it is there is something mentally tough about taking everything and saying I'm going to let this ride on the ne- the next game. Oh, but uh, I think that's we're going to have to do that. And then this I kind of worked up on my own. Uh, we have the France England Brazil Argentina all advance minus one twenty five. And then uh, I figured you would like this one, Sean. Plus eight eighty is what it pays. Japan, Morocco, both just to advance. Woo-hoo. Let's That's go, that, big that, dog. That, that was it. That was the sheet of bets. So All right. We and, uh, and one and one little side tip as well. It's it's not very um, it's not in it's not very in tune with being a DGen. It's very anti DGen actually. But. Um, I've noticed that the books are not really pricing things up correctly for all this injury time that we're getting. Yeah. So when you first half unders, you are having to navigate like 50 to 52 minutes instead of your usual 45. But the books are not are not pricing up for that. So if you are riding a first half under and you've managed to navigate 35 to 40 minutes, um, a first half goal or an over, over 0.5 starts to move in price. So you're looking at, Plus three hundred, plus three fifty, plus four hundred hedges. I know it goes against like the DGen philosophy, but if you want to make money and make sure that you make it, those hedges are worth taking because I feel that when goals are scored in, in those halves, they do come towards the end when teams switch off and think they've got to half time level and they've done their job, and then suddenly you're hit with something in the fortieth or forty fifth minute. So yeah, definitely follow those those in plays because yeah. they're pretty big. The hedges are pretty big. I'm not talking about hedging at like plus 150. I'm talking like plus 400, plus 450, like in the last few minutes of a half. Yeah. I was going to say, I wonder if there's some science around grabbing it before they declare how many minutes of stoppage time, Ooh, knowing that their, their algorithm is probably going to under <laughs> under uh, guess every time. Uh, yeah. I like that. That's a, that's a good tip. Sean, just real quick. I, I know I, when I said plus 880 out loud, uh, I felt like there was a little bit of a uh, disappointment in the audience, uh, not hearing a bigger number. So if you did want to do Morocco, only. if you did want to do Morocco and Japan in 90 minutes yes. tied together instead of advancing, yes, that's what I want. You can juice it from plus 880 to advance both teams to plus 2500. Now we're talking for them to both oh win in 90 God. minutes. Let's go, Ryan. Hey, Billy, appreciate you calling in. Uh, make sure you follow. <laughs> Billy on sock on uh, Twitter at SGP soccer. And of course, subscribe to the soccer gambling podcast on Spotify or every year your podcast, toss them a nice uh, rating review on Apple podcasts as well. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green and he oh, is Ryan. I was barely prepared, Sean. I was barely prepared. America. Hell yeah, Kramer, let it ride.